This is episode number 436, What to Do When Guilt and Grief Go Together with Michelle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today's episode is such an important one because we talk about a choice that was made and the guilt that has come with it that has gotten in the way of really grieving that choice. The specific choice that Michelle made was choosing to end a pregnancy. And she's faced with so many emotions and thoughts that have come up since then. This is a beautiful conversation around something that can be very triggering for a lot of reasons. So I encourage you to listen to it with an open heart, an open mind, and a lot of compassion. I think we all can relate on some level to making decisions that we regret or we're not proud of or that we question or that we have shame and guilt around. And I hope that this conversation and Michelle's courage will help you get to forgiveness and also perhaps open a door to grieve a decision that maybe you haven't fully grieved yet. Before we dive in, I want to invite you to a free workshop Steph and I are hosting all about reconnecting to your inner child and your authentic self. It's called Journey to Joy. It is free. It's February 6th through 8th. It takes place over three days, but it's only about 60 to 90 minutes per day. So totally doable. We will be taking you through a beautiful journey of reconnecting to that inner child or having a deeper connection. If you already have that, we'll be taking you through some beautiful experiential processes and helping you really step back into or more fully into your joy. And if you've been around children, you know that they just exude joy. It's so accessible to them. And as adults, it becomes a little less accessible and we want to help you access that joy and that power of the inner child. And I think you'll see in today's episode, once again, how important nurturing and making that inner child feel secure so they can feel joyful, how important that truly is. So join us at christinehasler.com slash joy. So as you're listening to this show, consider, have you made a choice that you have shame or guilt about? Are you trying to justify a choice? Like you really feel like you did the right thing, but you still feel like you went wrong. Is there a part of you that really doesn't feel safe and secure? And finally, can you get out of your head and your beliefs and your judgments and just allow your heart to open and feel what you need to feel? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Michelle. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Caraway Cookware. You've probably heard me talk about Caraway before. Their internet famous kitchenware is a staple in my house. I am a stickler, no pun intended, for non-toxic, non-stick pans. I want to make sure everything my family is eating is free of as many chemicals as possible 
because there's so many chemicals we're exposed to that we can't control. So where we can make wise decisions, where we can control things, I want to do that. And I think cookware is one of the best investments that we can make. And caraway cookware isn't the cheapest cookware out there, but it's so worth it because it lasts for a long time. So all of their products are made without any toxic materials like all the PFASs and PFOAs and all those other hard to pronounce chemicals. Their naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter. And they are just so well loved. Over 65,000 people have rated them five stars. So if you're wanting to upgrade your kitchenware, both in style and design, both in ease and grace and in terms of it being nonstick and in terms of your health, take advantage of Caraway's 10% offer. When you go to carawayhome.com slash over it, again, that's C-A-R-A-Y-A-W home.com slash over it, or use code over it at checkout. Caraway makes non-toxic cookware modern and stylish. So take advantage of that 10% offer today. Michelle, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Recently, I I guess in October, I actually got pregnant with my boyfriend of eight or nine months and it was unexpected. And I made a really difficult decision of terminating the pregnancy mm-hmm. shortly after that. And during a short time that I was pregnant and even after the abortion, a lot has come up for me. and. I guess what is really present right now is I think um, this, yeah, this big, this big feeling of grief that is there and my fear of fully feeling it and surrendering to it. And um, mm-hmm. just to give some, um, yeah, story, um, some of the things that was present um, that eventually led me to the decision that I did do- make was um, my own, one was my own inner child. You know, I have, most of my life, I have played really big roles in my family and early parentified um, Mm. as a a child. And and my inner child was like screaming. I was like, I just finally got a little bit of a chance to get your love and attention. And now Mm -hmm. you're about to like abandon me. Um, And then the second thing that was present was my, I think this youthful maiden uh, part of me that was like, oh, I'm fun, adventurous, this like lively, like young woman energy that was just not ready to let go of. And Mm -hmm. I think the third thing that was really big was, yeah, my own sense of insecurity, uh, lack of safety and security in the world. I think it's probably tied to my own unworthiness so just you know during a short period that I was pregnant I I just felt extremely insecure and felt like this could be the worst thing that could be possibly happening to me although you know last two years or so I am 31 now I've been you know like oh really praying for you know for a baby and and hope that I would get a chance to you know step into motherhood and and I guess my question right now is that if and when I get 
<laughs> you know, where universe grants me with a gift of, uh, you know, a child again. How can I, how can I be more ready? And how can I, you know, I never want to be in that situation again to make such a difficult yeah. decision yet. Yeah. Yet I, I think that a feeling of, you know, lack of like safety and security is very present right now, still in my life. And yeah. I just know it must have come into my life for a reason. Um, and yeah. yeah, how can I alchemize the the feelings and pain and, and grief and heaviness that's there right now yeah. so that I can be more prepared um, for motherhood? And yeah. Yeah. Oh, so just take a deep breath. <sighs> take a few. And I just want you to know if you don't say another word this whole session and you just cry, that's okay. It's really okay. I'm just really holding you with zero judgment. (laughs) I can feel how hard of a choice this was for you. And this is a huge lesson in life and especially in motherhood. And what it is, and it's one I'm learning as well, is the mother archetype, whether it's conditioning or just biology or whatever, whenever we feel like we choose ourselves over our child, there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes up. And, and at the same time, the most important thing we can do as mothers is choose ourselves and take care of ourselves because that's going to serve our children the best. So you are learning a painful and difficult lesson right now that is part of the preparation because I will tell you, speaking from experience, it is hard to choose ourselves when we feel like we quote unquote, choose ourself over our child. And from what you shared, I think there's a part of you that feels that, that you chose you and your inner child over this particular baby right now. And that's a very, very natural feeling. And it's a tough one to navigate but I'll say it again, it is one of the most important things we do as mothers. Now, let me just say this, not not so much for you, but for people listening. I am not saying we should be selfish, not consider the needs of our children. You know, if my child is sick or need me, I drop anything for her. But I'm also learning that going into any kind of martyr motherhood, martyr motherdom, or sacrificing too much, or not putting my needs in the forefront, not taking care of myself, isn't good for either one of us. So it sounds to me like you made the most supportive choice for you at this time in your life. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I'll say to you, 
from my experience, and people may diff- people may argue with me and say something different, you can never be fully ready and prepared for motherhood. It is the biggest change you will ever go through in your entire life. And nothing can prepare you for it. Yeah. So, what are you feeling now? Um, yeah, I feel very seen. This was definitely the most difficult decision I ever had to make. Yeah. And, um, you know, some days I just feel like I probably could be the worst mother possible because I didn't even get to. You know, you know, this thing is so helpless and pure and innocent and my only job is to protect it, but I was also the very person to like end it. So that's really present, but and that's another part of it too. I know it has to be the work it has to do with me personally, because objectively, I think, you know, I had I have supportive family, although my relationship was new, my partner was loving or is loving and you know like objectively like I know so many women still bring children to the world with way less than me and I just like my own inner sense of safety and security just was not there and and I just yeah I just don't know you know how to address that and um how can I create that in me so if and when again mm-hmm. get it if I get a chance to be in a similar situ- situation that I would um feel supported and safe and enough to step into this role yeah yeah and I agree with you that the family partner like external support that a mother has around her is crucial and critical and most women don't have enough of it and that is one big piece of being a healthy mother and having a as positive as possible experience with pregnancy and postpartum and what matters even more is the mother's internal state and mental health and belief systems Because it doesn't matter if you have all the support in the world, if inside you are feeling dysregulated, unsettled, uncertain, that is the imprint that the child is coming in with. Now, I also believe that children have their own karma. There's nature and nurture, all of that. However, I have seen as a mother and as a coach to many, many, many mothers and doing basically inner child work with people since the beginning of my career, that parents, especially the mother, have a huge influence on our life. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like there's a part of you that was just not ready mm-hmm. and knew that this wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't have a stance on abortion and terminating pregnancies. I have some opinions on it that aren't relevant to speak about right now. What I want to, why I'm saying this is I want to say to you, it is a personal decision. It is a personal decision and you didn't make this decision loosely. And I think moving forward, what seems really paramount 
is when we don't feel safe and secure, and remember that's an inside job, mm-hmm. we will bring experiences into our life that shake us to our core so that we have to find it. And I'm guessing that this soul that came in was part of this soul lesson to really go, okay, it is time now, like right now to deal with this inner child wound of not feeling safe and not feeling secure. And so if I were in your shoes, there's a couple of things I'd be prioritizing. Number one, grieving and let, leaving the story and the justification and all the whys behind. Just really allowing yourself to grieve. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I'd be doing is after you grieve, you know, have a conversation with this soul and really ask this little being, what were you here to teach me? What's so important for me to learn? And see what wisdom comes through. If you were just to tune into that question right now, does anything come up? Yeah, actually, I've been trying to connect with that. And I think that, um, I think the soul has come to teach me to love. Because um, I think during the pregnancy, I knew it was not, um, I knew it was unexpected. I knew I was not quite ready in terms of like, I guess what I imagined. So, so during the whole time I found myself like not fully connecting to this soul and baby that was in me because I was too scared of like getting attached or getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I think I kind of stayed in my like mind instead of dropping into my body and really connecting and loving this thing, even if I were to make the same decision. Well, let me just tell you this. I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't sense you'd have this level of emotion or be on the call with me right now if you didn't feel love and connection to this baby. Mm-hmm. I think you're underestimating yourself here. I think you did and you do. And, you know, these insecurity patterns, they can be so powerfully subconsciously. It's a new relationship. There might have been a part of you, not saying this is true, but a part of you, totally subconscious, that drew this experience in because you wanted more certainty in this relationship. Nothing bonds two people together like a child. So there's so many levels and layers. There's so many things we don't even have a clue about. Karma, past lives, soul lessons. I mean, I can, I know some stuff, but like, it's like 0.01% of what's true about the universe. (laughs) And I would go crazy trying to figure out everything in my life and the whys. But what's relevant is to go, okay, this is the experience. I drew in. What can I learn from it? 
And what can I choose to believe about it that isn't going to torture me for the rest of my life? And I will say, I know lots of women who've had abortions who went on to have pregnancies. I also can think of a couple of clients who had abortions who then had fertility issues. And I will say a big reason that that happened was because of the shame and the guilt and the judgment they carried. Yeah, yeah that was definitely one of the fears coming into that decision. But right. yeah, they're going to be punished to. or mm-hmm. you know deserve it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are beliefs. Yeah, how I do really feel that it's an internal work to create that sense sense of safety and security and yes. there's strong limiting beliefs that I have I have that's present right now and yeah how do I go about working on those well there's a few things there's the inner child work which it sounds like you're doing right mm-hmm. there's working with someone a professional that can help you with all of this and then there's using Byron Katie's work, which I love, um, about, and she was on the show a couple of years ago, I think, um, about reframing. Are you familiar with Byron Katie and her work? It's called The Work. Um, uh, the name sounds really familiar, yeah. but I don't recall. Well, let's do a little bit of it. So what is a belief that you're currently carrying that isn't serving you? Like is we call it a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, my own insecurity around just my, just unworthiness. Yeah. That I'm not worthy of, you know, love and belonging. And unless I go do and perform and be and please other people. Okay. So if you were going, if you were going to, um, consolidate that into one belief what would it be i'm not worthy as well okay and how do you feel believing that belief there's like heaviness in my chest and tightness in my body Mm -hmm. um it's almost like this yeah like it's um tingles through my body that makes me feel like oozy yeah yeah all right and do you absolutely know that this belief is true i think on the mental level and you know i've always been into inner work and things like that i I do understand this is not true but i don't think my subconscious or unconscious or my body truly believes in that Okay, let me ask you again. Can you absolutely believe without a shadow of a doubt that this belief is 100% true? No. There you go. Now I'm going to ask you, who would you be without that belief, without that pattern of thinking? I see myself more, tra- more trusting and um, spacious. Yeah. Um, 
and just having more joy and fun. Yeah. And um, also powerful. Like I see myself letting go of things that don't serve me and and choosing myself and feeling unapologetic. Mm. Not having to justify your choices. Yeah. Okay. So now let's turn the belief around. So what's a more truer belief that you could start believing and telling yourself and thinking that would create more of those feelings of power, of peace, of confidence? It's just um, that I I am worthy of love and just be more loving to myself is maybe a place to start. Yeah, so I am worthy of love. Worthy of love. And in regards to the decision, it could be something like I made the best decision for myself, which consequently is going to be the best decision for this child at the time with where I was and the resources I had. If we were going to consolidate that, It could just be something like, I made the wisest decision. I trust my decisions. Mm. I made the wisest decision. I trust my decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And have you done our inner child workshop? Um, No, I have not. Okay. Well, we are going to be doing a free three-day journey to joy workshop in February. And then we're going to be actually inviting people into a whole entire 10-week journey with us Mm -hmm. to really heal and love on your inner child. That could be a beautiful action step as well. Yeah. To give yourself that. that. Mm -hmm. So what really helps anyone when we're in a place of questioning ourselves, regret. I'm not saying you're in regret, but you know, that energy of like, did I do the right thing and torturing ourselves and fear? And what if I just messed up my future and all those kinds of things? One of the best things that helps us is action steps that tell our basic self, our nervous system and our inner child of like, I got this. I'm not ignoring what happened and I'm handling it. Yeah. 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 I mean, deep down, I know uh, I made the best decision for me, truly, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, yeah. you know, by taking these actions and, and really looking into taking care of my own inner child and self love, I think I just want to be really ready and never have to be in that place again. Yeah. Yeah. And again, ready is kind of. you know, a funny word when it comes to motherhood. But I will say, I mean, the best way I could describe it is consciously conceiving, right? Because this was more of a subconscious conception. So if you can really hold the intention of I'm consciously conceiving, because kind of putting on yourself until I'm ready, it's like, listen, I have done work on myself since I was like 12 years old. I host this freaking podcast. Motherhood should still rock me to my fucking core. So 
Mm-hmm. Saying you're going to be ready is like, ha, ha, ha. But, <laughs> but I will say consciously conceiving. Mm-hmm. Can, can you feel the difference? Because ready is a lot of pressure. I was not perfect. I did not have all my things worked out by the time I became a mother. There was a lot that I had cleared, a lot. I was in a really, you know, a great place and we're never done. Mm -hmm. So really holding that intention to consciously conceive with love. Mm -hmm. Does this help? Absolutely. Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. And really give yourself the space to grieve. You know, it is, it is, it is a loss and you have a right to grieve. Thank you. Yeah. The grief itself feels like it's this really big thing. If I open that door, it's gonna just take over all of me, but. Well, how does holding it inside help? (laughs) probably even worse (laughs) yeah yeah you know I'd rather be kind of washed over by a waterfall than sucked up into a tornado Mm. and you know a big emotion is like waves of water right it's kind of like whoa like under this powerful waterfall but like eventually the water runs out and you, you know you're cleansed but holding it in is like this this like suction energy that just contracts you so again we've reached another limiting belief that if I allow myself to grieve which is how you honor this child then I will blah 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 fill in the blank so let yourself grieve let yourself feel all of it Trusting ourselves to feel is another way that we feel secure. Mm -hmm. Children feel safe and secure when their parents let all of their emotions be welcome. Mm -hmm. So this is part of parenting your inner child. It's okay, sweetheart. I got you. Mm -hmm. Let it all out. Mm -hmm. And if you join us for inner child or when, (laughs) we will hold it with you. Mm. sending you so much mama love (laughs) thank you I feel it I receive it Mm -hmm. it's my pleasure thank you Michelle for your courage for your vulnerability for your willingness to come on and talk about this there were a lot of layers here and What I felt most during this episode was just tremendous compassion for a woman who was doing her best to navigate a lot that was coming up for her, a lot of triggers, a lot of childhood pain. And, you know, with choices, any choice, it's easier to look at where we are now and go back and evaluate the choice and wish we had done something differently. I'm not saying Michelle's doing that. I just want to speak to regret for a moment. But we can have this amazing ability to, in present time, 
go back and judge ourselves and then punish ourselves for a decision we made in the past when truly we were making the best decision we could at the time. So I'm asking you, if you're in a lot of shame and guilt and regret over a choice you've made, how is that serving you? What is the guilt doing? How much longer do you want to punish yourself? Okay, let's say that you made a choice that you can look back and go, okay, that wasn't the best choice. I, I don't really like the choice that I made. All right, okay, grieve that. Have your feelings about that. But eventually you've got to let the guilt go and get to forgiveness because unless you had a time machine, there's no way to change it. The only thing that we can do is move forward in more consciousness. And that was my encouragement to Michelle. No more unconscious conception really consciously conceiving. And I don't just mean a baby, but I also specifically mean a baby in this situation, really consciously conceiving. And she was clear that she did not consciously conceive this last child was choosing to end the pregnancy, right or wrong. Not my place to say, I don't think that is a right or wrong conversation. She made the decision that she made. She made the choice that felt the most self-honoring to her and the child. Another thing I talked about in the episode is making decisions that feel selfish, that are self-honoring. It's such a mind trip, especially in parenthood, to make any decision that we feel like is prioritizing ourselves because often we feel like we should put the child first in every decision. But what I've learned in doing this for 20 years and in my own motherhood journey and in watching my friends through their parenthood journey is that when a person, especially a mother, is taking care of her health and making decisions that are most in alignment with her truth, that does benefit the child. So for any of you out there that might fall into the martyr archetype, especially the mother martyr archetype, the people pleaser, the I'm going to give, 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 the it's the right thing to do, to sacrifice my own health and happiness for someone I love. That's the loving thing to do. If you love someone, you put someone else first. All of these are beliefs, beliefs. None of them are capital T truths. So I invite you to really look at where you may be playing into not making self-honoring choices in the name of love, but really it's in the name of wounding of thinking that your worth and value and loving means that you don't take care of yourself. Last thing I'll speak about is security. Michelle and I spoke a little bit about that and I really invited her into the inner child workshop that we're going to be hosting. And again, you can sign up for that at christinehasler.com slash joy. It's February 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's completely free. So please join us for that. I invited her into that to really explore that sense of security because there are many layers to it, but one of the key layers, and this came forward in this episode, is really tuning into what is the most aligned choice for me? What can I handle? What am I ready for? And as Michelle said, her inner child felt like she needed her as a mother. And that's who Michelle felt she needed to tend to first. And that was her self-honoring choice. So I invite you in, make that self-honoring choice to come join us. Again, christinehassler.com slash joy. 
Remember, safety and security never lies in anyone or anything else. I know you know that intellectually, but I want you to really feel that in your bones. We only find that inside ourselves. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.